You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, neighbors, on the last episode of the Paracast, we heard from Chris and then we didn't because he was on the road and wasn't able to get a consistent connection. What happened, Chris? Um, well, I was on the road and traveling through mountains, up and down canyons, and dropping phone calls every ten minutes. Not even. These are the problems with the cell phone system in the United States. Very inefficient. Well, been on the move, so you know, you're on the move, you do the best you can. Couldn't even understand half of what was being said uh, because of the road noise and everything. So I, I felt like I was just a kind of an aside, really. I'm sure if you heard the final broadcast, you'll know that Nancy Talbot got a little testy with us. Yeah, she did. Not a good sign. Let's give the background here. So, for example, on the previous episode with Nancy, the first one, she spent a lot of time setting up the episode in the sense of the material she wanted to cover. She sent me a long letter in Chris showing the various crop circle cases she wanted to talk about and the evidence. And I know, Chris, you had a conversation of about an hour or more with her about this? Mm-hmm, I did. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we agreed that, uh, that we should really concentrate on the diagnostic work that uh, BLT Research had been involved with for 20 years now. And... Uh, and hold the Robert uh, scenario to the very end and talk about that strange kind of whitish powder that she claimed uh, was uh, rather anomalous and found, you know, within some of these uh, strange events, uh, crop circle sites, and the burnt mark on the porch, I think, was the first one that she mentioned that left behind this material. Halfway through the episode, there's Robert. The rest of the episode, all she'd talk about is Robert. In other words, she changed the plan. She wanted to stage manage the episode in the sense of what we were going to discuss. And I have no problem with that. You know, if a guest familiar with the subject wants to focus on certain areas, okay, we'll do that. Doesn't mean we'll ask the questions they want us to ask, but we'll do our best to focus on the areas that we plan to discuss for everybody's enlightenment. Halfway into the episode, she's on Robert. So I said, you know what? If we're going to talk about Robert... Let's get him on the show. She's been talking about Robert Let's incessantly. Do a, whole show. Yeah. do a whole show with Robert. What you wish for. <laughs> <sighs> well, what happened here is I guess she tried to stage manage that a little bit too. Yeah. So, for example, every so often she'd interrupt me. You know, maybe that's not what we plan to talk about. Well, the only plan we had was to ask him questions, and if he had problems understanding the question or he couldn't explain everything in detail because of the language problem, she would help. It yeah. didn't work out it that way. Out that way. <laughs> it didn't. I haven't even had a chance really, Gene, to sit down and really closely listen to the show. But based on the comments that erupted on the, on the forum, uh, I don't think very many people were impressed. It didn't, didn't sound like uh, the show went over too well with our forum posters, but uh, it sure generated a lot of, uh, lot of debate, a lot of uh, posts, that's for sure. Well, one of the things here, of course, is the first objection they had was the obvious attempts of Nancy to stage manage the show. That didn't give her brownie points at all. They didn't like that. You know, they want, obviously, I wouldn't accept it. You know, she tried to move the conversation one way. I would move it in the area that I'm going to move it because, you know, I'm the host. You're the co-host. It's our show. It's not her show. 
and we will ask what we're going to ask. I mean, if we agree to do something, we'll do it. But we didn't agree to let her stage manage that show. And then, for example, at one point where she was saying, well, just check the site for the evidence. And I said, no, you need to explain it because people don't have time to check every reference. They want to hear everything on the show, not read the book, go to the site. Next question. And during one of the segments where we have that little tussle, between that segment and the next, she's starting to say that our listeners are stupid. That's going too far. Wow, I missed that part. Boy, I'm sure I'm actually kind of glad I did because I would have launched on it because we have arguably the um, some of the smarter listeners in this whole realm uh, out there, and uh, I would really take exception to that comment. I also, by the way, and I told you this, but I'll explain to our listeners, after the show is over, I sent a very friendly letter to Nancy saying, you know what, your site would look more credible if some of the more questionable pieces of evidence about Robert Vandenbroek were taken out. What we're talking about here is they've got these alleged spirit photos where you have a picture of some figure showing up in a picture of her room. She says the room was empty, there was nobody there, but if you look at the picture, it looks like a cutout, like a paper doll cutout from a magazine or something. And if you look at the picture, it looks like the cutout or image is much sharper than the room around it, okay? And obviously, what happens if you dangle a tiny picture in front of a camera's lens? More than likely, it will have a sharper focus than the stuff behind it which is many feet away. This is what it looks like. Okay, that's one of the problems. Another problem is this photo called Mudman, or several photos, and we're seeing, for example, that Reader's Digest magazine had these Mudman photos, pictures of this Mudman, and suddenly they end up in these alleged spirit photos. Spirit photos, I mean that he takes a digital camera, holds the digital camera, And suddenly you photograph a blank room or a field and something shows up that supposedly wasn't there. But in this case, her argument is if you take those images and you look at the originals and you try to align the two images, she talked about this on our April 22nd episode in detail, they don't line up perfectly. The registration is off. She doesn't understand that in Photoshop, you can tilt the image, you can blur it, sharpen it, large it, reduce it. It's clay. You can take it on the pixel level, the tiniest pieces of data in that picture and do whatever you want with it. It doesn't have to match 100%. Photoshop is not a photocopying machine. It's an image editing program. She doesn't understand. Yeah. Well, I don't understand how the guy is doing this. There's account after account after account of witnesses uh, right there with him, and he's able to pull this off. And when I posted on the... uh, the forums that I thought that the case, you know, had a tricksterish quality to it. So I, there I went, Gene, I used that word again. I, I really do feel that, uh, you know, some independent investigation should be done with a guy to verify once and for all whether this is an elaborate, uh, well-pulled-off hoax or a series of hoaxes, or whether there is something uh, real behind it. I think the fact that the pictures look so primitive and the results of these um, supposed photographic anomalies are so suspect looking that that kind of tells me, number one, if it's not a hoax, then why is it being presented, <laughs> these photos being presented by whatever force is allegedly doing this? Why, why is it being presented so prim- in such a primitive fashion? And 
I, I just find that very intriguing, and I really think that Nancy should step back from the case. She's, I, I, it's my personal opinion. She's too enfranchised in the case. She has become a part of the case. She's claiming that, that things are happening around her. Well, when that happens, uh, I think it's really important for any investigator to take a step back bring in other independent people, which she has attempted to do from time to time, but she keeps being pulled back in, and she's becoming an apologist and, uh, like you said, a stage manager of, of this uh, very interesting uh, guy. And I think in just in the, the sense of doing good investigative work that she should not be so closely tied to it, and she should bring in uh, people to verify these results. We have the situation here where... I try to impress upon Nancy that speaking as somebody who's worked in the graphics arts business for many, many years, longer than many people have been alive, I know something of this stuff, and these photos don't pass muster. You've got to try to concentrate on other stuff, and boy, you talk about being defensive. Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate, and I think that, that you know, bears out what I was saying before about becoming too... You know, too attached to the whole situation and not, you know, allowing yourself to take a step back and, and be more objective about it. We're going to take a step back for a second here in more discussion like this with Gene okay. and Chris. You're in Paracast. You know, we develop trust in the people we know, but we don't really know someone we can see. That's why I recommend GoToMeeting with HD Faces. It's a simple online meeting service. It's GoToMeeting by Citrix. All it takes is a webcam and a click to instantly collaborate. You can start hosting your own face-to-face online meetings today with GoToMeeting. You can try it free for 30 days. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, and use the promo code PODCAST. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service first class service at the lowest possible price there's only one place to go well dreamhost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space unlimited bandwidth one click web apps such as wordpress 24 7 support you can save over 55 dollars you want to know how go to dreamhost.com radio dreamhost.com radio Mother's Day is next week, and Pro Flowers is offering an amazing deal. One dozen assorted roses plus a free glass vase for just $19.99. Go to proflowers.com, click on the microphone in the upper right corner, and enter the secret code 7777. But hurry, this incredible deal expires this Friday. Flower prices will skyrocket next week. Order now from Pro Flowers to get huge savings. You pick the delivery date, and it's guaranteed. That's one dozen stunning assorted roses absolutely bursting with color sent fresh from the fields and guaranteed to stay fresh and beautiful for at least seven full days for only $19.99 plus a free glass face with every order. Remember, flower prices can double, even triple next week. And this incredible special expires this Friday. The only way to get this amazing deal is to go to proflowers.com, click on the radio microphone in the upper right corner, and enter the secret code 7777. 
Love gardening but don't love seeing your hard work destroyed by wildlife? Then use the number one most effective deer and rabbit repellent you can buy, PlantSkid. PlantSkid repellent protects gardens, trees, and landscaping by emitting an odor that browsing animals associate with predators. So animals avoid plants before they nibble, not after. PlantSkid is made in the U.S. from non-toxic, 100% organic, environment, and pet-friendly ingredients. Other repellents wash off in the rain. Not PlantSkid. It's guaranteed to outlast all other repellents. PlantSkid was the first animal repellent to be OMRI listed organic and now comes in liquid spray, powder concentrate, or easy-to-use granular. Just sprinkle around your garden. For proven protection from deer, rabbits, squirrels, and other small rodents, use PlantSkid. Member tested and recommended by the National Home Gardening Club. Find a dealer near you at PlantSkid.com. That's PlantSkydd.com. Ask about our new vole repellent when you call 800-252-6051. That's 800-252-6051. PlantSkid, proven plant protection, guaranteed or your money back. There are so many benefits you can get from taking unheated, grass-fed whey protein. It helps put out the fire of inflammation and the pain it is causing, eliminate the craving for sweets or carbohydrates, better sense of well-being, weight loss, muscle strength, energy and growth, and optimal glutathione production. Glutathione is the number one means by which you detoxify all toxins, and this is vital to you feeling and looking good again. Consuming One World Whey is the most powerful way to raise glutathione. People report the normalization of blood sugar, the elimination of heavy metals and drugs, and they've reported the elimination of pain and the alleviation of constipation after three months on One World Way. Children love the flavor and prefer it over junk food. One World Way is performing mighty miracles for young and old and is superior, unique, and unprecedented from any other whey protein powder on the market. To learn how to feel and look younger or to sculpt your body the way you want it to be, call 888-988-3325 or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorldWhey.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Chris is on location this week again, but fortunately he's at a place where the quality of the audio is better and he's not driving among mountaintops hanging up there on the side of ledges. Is that what was happening? Yeah, yeah, it was, it, it was, went through a storm system. Started to think that maybe it was like Tom Cruise in those Mission Impossible movies where he's hanging from the top of tall buildings or mountaintops and jumping and leaping. But right now we're talking about another kind of leaping, the leaping of the logic, the leaping of the logic <laughs> of Nancy Talbot. And I don't want to just insult her or anything. I don't think that's fair. We're trying to. No, I, I, I like Nancy. I think that she's doing an admirable job as a layman trying to explain to the public the kind of scientific work that BLT Research has been doing. And I don't care what some of the detractors on the forum say. They have been doing good scientific work on the classical uh, phenomenon. And they did a, a academy relations study, and they've done other studies. You can't throw the baby out with the bathwater if, if one of their investigations that may have, have put into question the work, I don't think you should discount the entire body of work. Basically, the philosophy the being here, the long and short of it, Chris, is that if a person makes a mistake in their research, does that mean that everything they do has to be thrown out? Because in that case, no researcher will ever pass muster. I mean, should we throw out the entire UFO mystery because 95% of all the things reported are conventional in some way or 
of small portion hoaxes. I think what our listeners are talking about here in their forums is that in one particular instance, Nancy reported about some anomalous substance in connection with a crop circle that was later shown to be a fake, that the people who faked it confessed. And therefore, if she made a mistake there, well, maybe everything she's done through her entire life should be suspect. I don't think that's fair. But I would point out that after I tried to have this exchange with Nancy, she said, don't write me anymore. Really? After you sent the follow-up letter? I tried a couple of follow-ups. And the basic thing is, I have my experts. You don't know anything. How dare you? The people just need to look at our evidence. And if you don't believe it, I don't care. Basically, I don't want to hear the truth. You know, I'm trying to help her. I was trying to say, look, we're not trying to denigrate all your work, but this particular evidence about Robert Vandenbroek, it doesn't pass muster. There are other explanations. And we look at, for example, one thing that we disclosed on the show, and it's not something unknown. A number of people in our forums have realized this, that these days Robert has a close friend named Stan, a former mentalist and also a computer guru. Now, a mentalist is somebody who will go on a stage and do what is called a cold reading, pretend to read your personality, read your mind, and know things about you. And the reason they call it cold reading is because the person has a good sense of voice inflection, body language, etc. Also, apparently, they do their research. So, for example, someone writes in, the allegation is they'll look at that person's profile on Google and come up with the information, and one of the alleged exposés has it that one of the errors in an online profile or information about somebody ended up in one of Robert's readings, which would reveal the source. You never did get a chance to talk about that either, did you? I thought about it, but that's a very complicated thing to explain. Robert has, at best, an average or somewhat below average grasp of the language. And to explain, you do an online search, you see somebody's personality. I thought getting into that would be complicated, and all he has to say is, no, I didn't do it that way. It's a coincidence or something like that. And maybe once is a coincidence if it happened four or five times. I would think there's a trend. I just didn't think with one particular case it was enough. I just think that the revelation that he's working with this guy named Stan is enough to say, well, this guy can allow him to fake things. Yeah, that, that wasn't a smart move to bring him on the air. I think that was uh, rather uh, ill-advised of them because now the cat's out of the bag. Uh, just because Robert isn't a computer expert, his best friend is, and his best friend is also, uh, as you pointed out, you know, a mentalist. He has a background in, in fooling people, in, in creating uh, scenarios that seem uh, high strange, but uh, there's an explanation behind them. So that, I, I felt that that was, uh, that was not... Uh, well-advised on their part to bring him on or to acknowledge that he was even there. Good catch, Sergey. Thank you. We lucked into it because he was sneezing in the background. Maybe he wanted to be caught. But here's the thing to bear in mind. Now, Nancy's argument will be that you hand Robert this camera and he shoots a picture and some unknown image shows up. But yeah, you know, there's sleight of hand. There's misdirection. Because, you know, people will remember... Maybe I should go there. Well, we have oh, a couple right. of our yeah, listeners, by the way, who live in Europe, have offered. Uh-huh. But I think somebody who knows sleight of hand knows the tricks. And one of the tricks of the magician, and I'm not a professional magician, but one of the tricks is misdirection. It is focus someone's attention on something else while you're pulling the stunt. So maybe 
Nancy remembers handing him the camera and suddenly he takes the picture. But maybe Stan is doing something on the other end of the room and Robert is putting the cutout in front of the picture and he's saying, oh, look what happened over there. Or, you know, it looks like it's going to rain. Look up in the sky or something. You see the moon, the stars, whatever. Misdirection. And normally people aren't going to remember that. They're going to remember handing him the camera, having him shoot the picture. How could he have done that? Misdirection. Well, again, I, I think we really, you know, it's impossible for us to determine uh, in, in hindsight exactly what happened. But but it does it does make sense that there is some sort of sleight of hand, some sort of misdirection going on. Um, if these photographs indeed are, are, are hoax, again, I think we need independent verification of this case. I think it should be uh, done with people who are aware of how these things can be can be faked. And uh, if they really want to be taken seriously, I think that, that it's, that's the only way that uh, this whole thing should proceed. And, you know, I've been wondering, Gene, uh, over the years where some of these photographs have, have leaked out, what is the motivation behind some sort of force or entity to have some of these silly images or Nazi soldiers or, you know, <laughs> little look like Roy Harryhaus and uh, claymation. Even if this stuff is real and it's happening, why is it happening? And and what does it mean? It, it to me, it's nonsensical. There's no, it's it's like uh, foolish uh, to use a tricksterish term. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. The other possibility raised, of course, is that maybe early on Robert had some real experiences, and then got his 15 minutes of fame and maybe fabricated some. Like he said, you know, Billy Meyer. Speaking of ghost-like images, though, that's what we're going to talk about this week. We've got Mark Phillips. He's producer of a TV show on Biography Channel in the U.S. called My Ghost Stories, which he tells me is getting really record ratings. Now, this is, of course, a reality show about ghost stories, and obviously we're going to ask him questions, you know, about how do you know some of the things that are happening are real or Memorex. And we have a lot of questions from our listeners. A lot of interest in this episode. The show, again, is called My Ghost Story. And here in the USA, of course, if you have cable or satellite television, you can see My Ghost Story on the Biography Channel. The producer, Mark Phillips, joining Gene and Chris on the next segment. You're in The Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack of the Rockwells. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans the galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack, attack, attack. 
of the Rockwell, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. Iodine protection packs from HempUSA.org are now in stock for immediate delivery worldwide. Our iodine protection packs include micro plant powder, green life kelp, red palm oil, and our clear roll-on iodine that will feed the body the iodine it needs. All iodine protection packs are in stock. Save you money and ship for free in all 50 states. Visit HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. HempUSA.org has a revolutionary wonder food for detoxing the body and rebuilding the immune system. Microplant powder can help unclog arteries and soften heart valves while removing heavy metals, virus, fungus, bacteria, and parasites. Plus, it cleans and purifies the blood, lungs, stomach, and colon. Keep your body clean with Microplant powder. Visit us at HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1 886 3653. That's 1 886 3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Healthy soils grow healthy plants. So before you plant your survival garden this year, is your soil healthy? Maximize your crisis garden soil with EM1 from Terraganics. EM1 organic soil conditioner, fertilizer amendment, and compost accelerant provides healthier gardens and faster, efficient garden composting. EM1 from Terraganics.com quickly improves soil structure by increasing nutrient availability and converting organic matter into soil humus. This improves seed germination and root growth, improves plant quality, size, color, flavor, nutrient value of fruits and vegetables and improves shelf life. And when rain is not in the forecast, no worries. EM1 improves moisture retention in soils, helping reduce drought stress. Just like you prepare all else, prepare your crisis garden for maximum yields with EM1 from Terraganics.com. Order now at T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Terraganics. Life's getting better. Hi, my name is Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. We're joined by Mark Phillips. He's producer of a TV show called My Ghost Story for Biography Channel. Mark, welcome to the Paracast. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So, Mark, let's get our listeners acquainted with who you are and what you're about. How did you get started in producing a show about paranormal events? Well, I've been interested in it for a long time, and um, I don't know if you remember a um, paranormal investigator by the name of Peter James. He's a very famous, sure. famous guy. Yeah. He passed away from cancer about six, seven years ago. And somebody introduced him to me, God, it must have been 20 years ago, and he, he took me on a private tour 
at the Queen Mary. He took me way down into the bowels of the Queen Mary, where the morgue was and the swimming pool, and it was totally amazing. It, and it was freaky, the stuff that I experienced. He and I knocked around a few ideas and, you know, this and that, and but I, I always got involved in other shows and sort of put it to the side. Now, I want to ask you before we go on, what kind of freaky stuff? Can you give us kind of an overview? Hot and cold patches of, of air, weird, bizarre smells, banging on the side of the ship as if it came from nowhere, stuff like that. So you're not just a hired hand who they needed somebody to do a paranormal show, and they said, Mark, here's a good gig for you. This is something you've had a real interest in. Yeah, but um, I'm not a hired hand. I, in fact, I'll tell you a story. Sure, um, sure. The last show that I was involved in as a hired hand was Ghost Hunters. I actually was the co-executive producer of the first two hours. I helped invent how that thing looked, and I was fired. And I, you know, I mean, I moved on. I got my own show, and at that point, I said, "No more hired hand. I only produce shows when I can, when my company can produce them, so that, so I don't get caught up in the politics." This show came about in 2008. Uh, I had done a very intense project for, uh, it was a special, it was supposed to be a series, it ended up just as a special for Court TV, which has become True TV, called Inside Predator Task Force, and it was basically a, a sex crimes task force, and we arrested 15 guys, and it was just an amazing show, and it got amazing numbers, and somebody at A&E saw it, and they got a hold of me and said, gee, that's really, this was the quote, gee, that's really good sticky television. Is there something you'd like to do for us? And I, and I said, well, I, I wouldn't mind doing another cop show. And, uh, and they did buy a, a project, a cop project from me. And I also told them about a show that I was thinking about called, and I called it Hauntings Revealed. And basically I described it as, you know, there are a lot of people out there who have had these amazing paranormal experiences and they've actually captured them on tape or Polaroids or, you know, taking pictures of this stuff. And they said, oh, that sounds interesting. Uh, so I sent them a reel with some materials that I'd found. And um, they circled around it for a while and then passed. And then in August of 2008, they called me and said, can you do that show, that, that uh, paranormal show? We want to call it My Ghost Story. And I said, sure. And um, they said, but you have to deliver it by Halloween, which was a practically impossible task to do a really good hour television and only have you know basically a month and a half to do it oh man but i um because it was the end of august when they called so they what they described to me was brilliant because the the a&e is really the um the rolls royce of of cable networks um this particular exec said to me think of it as this a bunch of people sitting around a campfire, telling ghost stories, and then showing their evidence. And I went, oh, yeah, okay. I get it. I totally get it. It's basically what I wanted to do, but you know, just their take on it was so branded. Uh, and they said, and make it look like I survived, which is, a, if, if you watch Bio, it's on Sunday nights. It's quite a, good, quite a compelling show. But visually, a bit dull. So I followed the model that they wanted, and I delivered in time. The stories that I delivered them were kind of low-hanging fruit. They were easy to get. And um, 
but but even as I was delivering it, I didn't like it because it didn't have a, a, a great look to it, the kind of look that that I try to bring to a television show. Can you explain to our listeners what you mean by a great look, so they understand? The well, concept? it was it was flat. It, it was uh, the storytellers were all shot against in black limbo, and the the way that the evidence was introduced. And the the way the B roll was shot, it, it was just all done very quickly, and just I didn't have time to polish it. So um, we delivered it. They ran it uh, at Halloween 2008, and it got a great number. But the head of the network said, "You know what? It may be a good number, but the show doesn't look very good." So the exec who was who who oversaw it on my behalf sort of got on bended knee and said, listen, Mark delivered it way too fast. And I, I, he's given me a plan of what he wants to really make it look like. And let's give him another special. So they did. They gave me another special. And, and I, in terms of the look, I knocked it out of the park because I, I had it figured out perfectly. And by the way, I can't take all the credit myself. I had to give some credit to my co-EP here, a fellow by the name of Hootie Ayalon, who really helped me hone the look. And Hootie's a former editor, so he really gets it. And um, so we delivered the second one. Again, it got great ratings. And the network was thrilled with what it looked like. And um, we've got on from there. Um, they have, you know, ordering series and more series, and away I go. It should be noted, I got a call from the network telling me that um, last Saturday's episodes, at, uh, which ran... Here at 7 and 8, and then the East Coast at uh, 9 and 10, um, uh, performed the highest ratings in the history, in that time slot in the history of, um, of bio. Wow. Which is pretty amazing. Are you able to give us some numbers as to what one expects to be the audience of a show like this on a Saturday night? Uh, north of 600,000 homes. Okay. So we're talking about something here. Which is truly a marvelous number for bio on a, on a Saturday night. Well, it's truly a marvelous number on Saturday night. You know, Saturday night is on commercial TV, a regular TV networks. You know, they're lucky on the biggest shows to get one or two million sometimes. Yeah, I know. So that is a pretty high number. So people have to put that in perspective. We're talking about people choosing amongst the 400,000 cable shows they've got to see your show. <laughs> I've told you a million times. Don't exaggerate. Well, maybe 500,000 times you told me that, and I believe it. But one of the things we want to get into before we talk about case histories and answer questions from our listeners is in creating the kind of look of the show, which we understand has to look good. It's not just the content. Right. But with a reality show, you've got an hour or something like that to present this. What do you sacrifice in compressing the time to fit a TV show? I don't think we sacrifice anything. I mean, we we tell five stories in an hour. We used to tell six. And that first episode that I told you about, there were actually eight stories in it, which was one of the problems because you That's couldn't explore the you couldn't explore it deep enough. And um, even six. And also, in that clear. first episode, we had way too many storytellers. Sometimes. On one story, and it's a great story, out of Oklahoma City, we had four storytellers. It's just confusing. It's, we never have more than two storytellers a story. Otherwise, it's kind of a situation where the camera's cutting back and forth and it gets everything to be very confusing. Exactly, yeah. 
And I don't know anything about that because I produce radio, not TV. And believe me, if well, I it's try... The same th- it's, just, it's the same thing. I mean, sure. you know, doing a roundtable on radio is, is rough. It really is. Yeah, I would say, and it's impossible. Right, to do a round to do a round table. Yeah, you're, sure. you're, you're yeah, absolutely it, right. We, we it's, can, it's hard yeah, enough on... Let's take a few seconds to pull this off. If you want to get in touch with us, there are several ways. One is to write us, news at thepowercast.com. Once again, that's news at thepowercast.com. On Twitter, we are the Powercast at thepowercast on Twitter. If you want to send us a tweet or check our forums, forum.thepowercast.com, forum.thepowercast.com. We have Mark Phillips, producer of My Ghost Story for the Biography Channel. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.thepowercast.com, store.thepowercast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.thepowercast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. If you owe the IRS money you can't pay, then listen carefully, because you already know that the problem won't go away by itself. You can get help today from the leading tax expert in the country, Dan Pilla. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. The IRS isn't going to just forget about you. Right now, the IRS is hiring thousands of tax collectors to go after delinquent accounts just like yours. That's why you need to take action today, and I can help. I take a simple but proven approach to solving your tax debt problem. First, I stabilize collections so you don't have to worry about wage and bank levies. Next, I build a detailed plan to get your debt reduced to the fullest extent possible, sometimes even eliminated. Finally, I work with you every step of the way to get your problem solved once and for all. So call now for a free consultation. Call 1-800-346-6829. Dan Pilla will solve your tax problem guaranteed. He's helped thousands of people and he can help you too. Call us today at 800-346-6829. That's 800-34-NO-TAX. This year, about one in every 50 U.S. homes will have a break-in. That's almost one per block. Will that one home be yours? Well, I found an amazing little gadget to keep the bad guys fooled, and it's called Fake TV. Fake TV is a low-cost, small electronic security device that makes it look like someone is home watching TV. When you go on summer vacation, yes, get rid of the obvious signs you're away by stopping the mail on the paper, but go a step further and fooling crooks with Fake TV. At only $34.95, what? That can't be right. 
Yes, for only $34.95, Fake TV could be the difference between coming home to a secure house or one that's been ransacked and all your possessions gone. Fake TV simulates the light from a real TV and can be programmed just like a lamp on a timer. Use Fake TV in any room for just $34.95 and get additional Fake TVs for only $29.95. Go to FakeTV.com or call 1-877-5-FAKE-TV, 877-5-FAKE-TV or go to FakeTV.com. For safety, security and peace of mind, use Fake TV. Right now, the average family spends one-fourth of their income on food. It's time to cut your food budget in half by using the best, most affordable food on the planet from eFoods Direct. The savings from eating this food will actually help you pay your other bills. Serve these delicious meals to your family tonight for a quick and easy dinner for about $1.25 a serving, compared to over $3 a serving for any other food. This food is compact, making it easy to store some away and will be just as delicious in 25 years as the ones you cook tonight. Is it affordable? Absolutely. The new Alex Jones Family Pack saves you up to 50% compared to other food storage companies. See the comparison at eFoodsDirect.com forward slash Alex or call 800-409-5633. My friends, as crazy as this world is today, you'd be nuts to not get a storable food supply. Give eFoods Direct a call and order one of the Alex Jones Family Packs and test it out today. Start your journey of food independence today at eFoodsDirect.com forward slash Alex or call 800-409-5633. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Mark Phillips joining us. He's producer of My Ghost Story, and we're talking about the background of the show. You know, how they put the things together, how it came to be. And he was telling us on a previous segment that this has become a major, major show for Biography Channel in terms of the number of people who listen to it. Before we go into the way you assemble the episodes, what is there about ghost stories that attracts people so much? Well, I think that the number is 70% of the folks out there in America believe, not necessarily in ghosts, but that there's something else going on in our lives. And um, so people are um, fascinated by it. And I wouldn't doubt that skeptics kind of like to watch it as well because they like to make fun of it. I mean, I was told at Sci-Fi, I was at a pitch at Sci-Fi, and and um, I was told that the majority of the audience of Ghost Hunters is are um, people who like to make fun of it, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of devolved. It's actually a really good show. <laughs> yeah, it, it really has devolved. It's, it's tough having to come up with new exciting uh, goosebump producing stuff week after week yeah it is now that's the next question to ask of course is how do you get your material do you look at published reports of stories do people contact you and say hey this happened to me when i was a kid i need to tell you about this How's yeah well we have researchers who who are out there and exploring the internet with various search tools um finding stories and then there are uh, I think we have a database of something like sixteen or seventeen hundred um, ghost hunter or you know ghost investigation paranormal investigation groups that we've that we reach out to, um, and um, we also have a, a lot of really good stories submitted to us through the bio uh, website. Uh, so any of your listeners can go to the bio website and and submit a story. Or they can submit it to us directly. 
you don't mind, I'll give you the the, um, the uh, email address you go to. It's myghoststory sure. at mpptv And again, TV. Okay, so and that's T like in TV, right? Uh, Mark, that's T like in TV, right? Yeah, T is in TV, yeah. Okay. Okay, but I guess the biggest question, first of all, is, all right, you're getting all these stories. How do you vet them? How do you separate the stuff from people who say, you know what, I had this story, but it's really something they made up, or maybe something that a parent told them, and they're just telling stories. How do you separate the wheat from the chaff? Well, you got to remember, on our show, a story is only a story when the storyteller has some evidence. So the first thing we want to know is, you know, what's the evidence? And then our researchers get into it and they find, you know, we, we, we talk to the people. We, we have them either send us some tape on themselves or we interview them over Skype. And, um, and you know, you, my producers have a good eye for who they think is uh, a good storyteller and who they may think is making something up. Uh, there aren't a lot of people out there making stuff up. We have had a f- couple of instances. Um, and then there are other elements that fall into place in the story in terms of what these people's personal background is, um, uh, You know what happened to their mother, father, sister, brother, because sometimes that's what has triggered this event in their lives, or that there's some kind of historical significance to the place where this... Um, uh, where this event took place. And there's a lot of that out there. And, and it, that's really, really fascinating stuff. I really, I really love that. The best stories in, in my mind are come from just regular everyday folk who have had this experience. And sometimes they don't, they don't realize the significance of it until it happens over and over again. And they ask an investigator to look into it. The investigator comes in, looks into it, and ends up recording bizarre images and and recording sounds. And um, and then a light goes off in the head. Wow! So when we tell that story, we have the original person who who uncovered the event, and then have a um, an, an investigator. Um, be the second storyteller. But I just so love it when both storytellers are just regular old folk. It it really comes across. Have you ever had a situation here where you ran something on the show and then you learn maybe a week, a month, a year later, wait a minute, you know, this wasn't real, was it? You know what? We haven't had that. We have not. Um, We have had some situations where we got into the story and even recorded something about the story, and then said, "Hey, you know what? This is hinky, and we, and we just and we just drop it." Yeah, we have, we, we, we've, we've had that a, we've <laughs> had that a few times, and it, it it becomes patently obvious once you've done so many of these stories as we have. It becomes patently obvious why they're doing it. They're trying to promote either their gr- their group, or they're trying to promote a particular place that they own. And that they want people to come to because it's sexier, because it's haunted. So it becomes it becomes obvious to us. Yeah, I've I found that too. I've been a long time uh, field investigator, 
and since about 2004, I've been doing uh, quite a number of haunted site investigations, and it's it's pretty apparent when you know an inn owner or a bar owner or maybe a hotel owner, a restaurant owner is trying to drum up business for a place uh, and uses the old uh, well, it's haunted, you know, using that adage, and and I have run into that. It's it's you would think you'd run into it more, but but yeah, well, you um, just hit it, the head. You just hit the head with the hammer there because that's exactly the kind of places that I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, and I, I would suspect that, that that you would find more of this type of uh, self promotion or place promotion. But um, I've been fortunate, at least uh, with the groups that I've worked with and 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 associates, uh, their work. Um, it, it, it's not as prevalent as you would think, but yeah. it is out there. And of course, as you're probably aware, there are many, many inns and taverns and bars that uh, that there has been paranormal activity at. In fact, there's a book about a thousand-page book called called Bottles of Booze, as in B-O-O-S. And there's just thousands of places that claim to be haunted. Yeah, yeah, especially if you go over to Europe or in England, England, which we are doing, by the way. Yeah. Your audience, your audience may want to know that we're starting to do international um, episodes. Actually, international stories that will be featured in in the episodes. In fact, we just did our we did our first one. We have family from from England, and uh, there's some fascinating stories in England and Ireland, Scotland, Wales. We're doing another one in Australia. Wow, nice. Hey, the budget's also a, a little bigger then, huh? <laughs> yeah, and also a few in Canada. Well, my ghost story, the episodes that we produce here in Los Angeles are shown all over the world um, on on A&E and non-A&E uh, stations. And there's also um, that what we call a two my ghost story formats that are being produced. One is in Singapore, that's for Southeast Asia, and the other is being produced out of Buenos Aires for Latin America. In fact, the Latin America one has, has aired already. So it's really been a success in, 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 in that sense. There's, there's a, well, yeah, not just Americans are fascinated by this stuff. Yeah, you need good quality uh, material to work with for it to be a success. So, I mean, you can put lipstick on a sow, but it's not going to last long unless you have some real content. Yeah. So, Mark, this is obviously the left field question. What do you tell people who say, you know what, I don't believe this stuff, they're just faking it on TV. It's just a TV show. Change the channel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're well, not into quick. it, you know. Yeah, yeah, if you're really. not into it, you know, go, go watch wrestling. Yeah, yeah, we want to watch something yeah. real or watch a political show if you want to talk about something. That, of course, uh, it just occurred to me that wrestling isn't real either. <laughs> well, we're in trouble now, folks. We can't, yeah, it is. People bet on it. Well, that's real. <laughs> that's real. People bet on wrestling, so we know that's real. Yeah. That's how it works. In our next few segments, we'll also be beginning to ask the questions that our listeners have. Great. So I don't know what they're going to say. You know, we just pick them up from our forums, and we ask them unedited, except, of course, in case they use user-unfriendly words. We have to, of course, delete those. We ask them, and we'll have to see what you have to say about it as we explore 
Michael's story from Biography Channel. The producer, Mark Phillips, is with us with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Gene and Chris on the Paracast, Mark Phillips, producer of My Ghost Story. Listeners, I gave you the chance in our forums at forum.theparacast.com to ask your questions. Okay, we have a bunch of questions here, and... As of the time I checked this message before, it had 13 messages, but since that's unlucky, it's now up to 14 questions. But each you know, message has multiple questions. Trained observer, the paranormally disenchanted member of the forums since 2010, asks several questions of which we've had answers so far. But here's one, Mark. Do you have anything to do with celebrity ghost story? Uh, no. No, it's produced by uh, another company. And uh, we are uh, Celebrity Ghost Stories companion piece. It's, okay. a pretty good, it's a pretty good-looking show. So that's the point here. There are different ghost story kind of things, like different programs about paranormal encounters. Are you aware of many of them and how they do their shows? Well, I'm very aware of how Ghost Hunters does their show. I, um, I have a pretty good sense of how Celebrity Ghost Stories is done. Um, those are the two that I'm most familiar with. I guess I know a bit about Paranormal State because I'm a fan of that show. It's an A&E show. It's, it's kind of an interesting show. But the question is here, do you have time to watch anything else since you have this big diet of paranormal shows plus your own work? <laughs> well, I, I had to stay um, in touch with a, a lot of stuff on television. I mean, I um, uh, I, I don't just produce um, my ghost story. There are other projects that I'm involved in and, and developing. And um, I, I, I tend to watch a lot of reality TV. I especially like the transactional shows, stuff like um, Storage Wars and, um, and, and Auction Hunters on Spike. I think that's a terrific show. My wife is a fan of House Hunters. Also a good show. 
Okay. We're talking about here, folks, where people go out and they look at a house and supposedly they choose which house they want to buy among three houses. And the nice thing about it is if you're planning to move to a specific part of the world, you get to see what the homes are like, what the scenery's like. Interesting for that kind of show. So well, what you is- should tell your wife to watch um, Celebrity House Hunters, which I believe is it's either on A&E or um, Bio. And it's really a pretty cool show. And, you know, celebrities, you're following along with a celebrity as they're as they, they show you their, the house that they're living in now and they give you a sense of what they're looking for and then a, a real estate agent takes them to three different houses and by the end of the show they choose which one they, they're they going to buy. They have to see they're they always great fun. houses. They're like, you know, houses anywhere from, you know, two million to ten million. I mean, they're, they're pretty cool places. So in case you want to build a garage on the second story with an elevator. Exactly. Okay, we know that's very important. Now, I understand that's an important thing now. If you want to be a rich politician, you have to build an elevator on the second floor of your home. But, but we don't cover politics on the show, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I just want to you know, make that clear so people are Well, not we confused. cover the politics of the paranormal. <laughs> well, that might be... Whether um, we like to or not. <laughs> Mark. We forced into it. So, Mark, is it a challenge? What kind of challenge is it to come up with a season's worth of shows? The challenge is doing the research properly and having enough time to to reach out and find the stories. And you need to find the stories far enough in advance that you can line them up um, and get them shot quickly and efficiently. And then you got to edit them in such a time frame that you have 20, 30 stories completed before you start stacking them into shows. Because if you watch my ghost story, you'll see that there's always a really cool variety of, um, of stories in any one particular show. There'll always be you know, a, a story that has tremendous history in it. There'll always be a story that's really freaky. You know, somebody's being scratched and hunted by a demon. There'll always be some kind of a a good spiritual story in in one, and maybe even a story about an animal. Or so there's always, you know, that's how we how we try, we try to we try to bring some variety to it. To really makes the show sing. Yeah, so basically you first record the show, the episodes, the specific segments of the episode, and then from your drawer of episodes or your repertory or whatever, you say, you know what, I'm going to balance this out, and we assemble a show from those segments. Exactly. Okay. Just to give you uh, and your your uh, listeners an idea of how we put it together, first of all, we we do our research, we find our stories, we find our storytellers. We then fly the storytellers to Los Angeles and we put them in a studio and we shoot that interview sit-down portion. And as that is being recorded, one of the producers is making very specific notes about where, when, and how did this story happen. So then once we have that portion of it recorded and we have the evidence in hand, we then send a field producer out to the location where the story happened who shoots what we refer to as point-of-view B-roll. 
which is all the extraneous material that helps cut it all together. And that B-roll is um, has a it has a very specific style to it that um, that we've developed over over the you know over the years. A scenic material is that what exactly. your B-roll is? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay, because we're getting into the inside baseball here. And I want our listeners to understand here. So basically, when you're seeing somebody in the studio and you're recording them, or maybe you hear their voice and you're seeing the scenery of where this happened, the home or whatever, or the surroundings, and you hear their voice, their voice is in the studio. That's correct. But what they're or on location, if you're shooting this on location, but you're dubbing in or editing in the surroundings, which is kind of how all... TV shows are done. You know, it's yeah, not sure. it's not just somebody standing in the haunted house and talking. No, no, not at all, not at all. So, but yeah, that sure. if you think if you think about it, that's it's we we put a lot of um, bang for the buck on the screen for bio because these stories take place all over America. And by the way, that's another um, that's another. Um, Thing that we take into in, into account when we when we stack the stories into a show is where they happen because it's always great to be to be popping from Massachusetts to Arizona to California to Alaska to Florida. So I have and, to ask you, being that Chris and I live in Arizona, maybe we are near a haunted house. We're living near one. <laughs> well, we've yeah. done a few sto- we've done a few stories in Arizona, but there are just so many stories in Florida and so many stories in. Um, West Virginia and Pennsylvania and Massachusetts and New York and uh, Ohio, Illinois. I mean, they're just... It's all over the world. Well, it's all over the world, but in terms of the shows that we do, stories that we do in in America. Now, this question is one that probably we'll have to stretch to our next segment, but here it is. What was the most convincing story that you have heard so far? And you can give us as much detail as you want, refer us to an episode or whatever. Sure. Want me to start it now or you want to wait for a Why don't we start it now? Because cliffhangers are good. Ask the producers of Hawaii Five-0 when they did that series tie-in with NCIS Los Angeles. All right, okay, well then I'll, I'll even t- take you to the cliffhanger. It's got to be a 40-second cliffhanger. Uh, one of the most compelling stories is a story that uh, takes place. Um, it starts on Staten Island with a, um, with a New York City Police Department uh, officer who um, his, he's been assigned to dig through the rubble of 9-11 for body parts. And then stuff starts to follow him home. And we'll find out what thing. that stuff is <laughs> in a moment. I think when stuff wants to follow me home, it might be a bill collector, but there you go. I want to give this special thank you to Blue Sky Music because they're responsible for the opening and closing theme for the Paracast. That's blueskymusic.com. Once again, blueskymusic.com. We have Mark Phillips with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. 
So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. You may snicker when you hear this message, but you won't laugh after you experience the best-kept health secret ever, camel milk. Camel milk is loaded with health benefits far superior to other milk. Camel milk has antibacterial, antiviral, and anti-tumor properties, is rich in B vitamins, and camel milk is three times higher in vitamin C than cow's milk and ten times higher in iron. And camel milk contains 52 units of insulin-like proteins per liter, effectively lowering blood sugar levels. Many of our members testified that drinking camel milk reversed diabetes and greatly improved autism. Camel milk is easily digested by those who are lactose and beta casein intolerant and comes fresh or frozen from your trusted local family farm shipped on dry ice to preserve freshness. Go to CamelMilkForSale.com now and look under Products and Pricing for the spring special with free bonus pints. That's CamelMilkForSale.com, CamelMilkForSale.com. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Don't forget, CrossbreedHolsters.com. That's CrossbreedHolsters.com. In a coming-apart world, you need something to keep it tied together. That something is Atwood Rope, the highest quality rope made in the USA from exotic braids for military, rescue, arborists, shipyards, tow line, or boating. Quality rope at affordable prices you and your customers can depend on. Find a dealer or shop online at atwoodrope.net. Enter promo code RADIO to receive 100 feet of 550 paracord free with purchase. Atwood Rope, working to keep the world tied together. All whey protein powders are not created equal. Fresh liquid whey has been used for hundreds of years to restore health to the sick and youth to the aging. Why is it that no one reports these benefits from today's whey protein powders? It is because they are all processed with heat or chemicals, which damages the protein and amino acids, making them allergy-causing or toxic to your body. One World Whey's True Cool process retains all the powerful properties of fresh raw whey in a concentrated powder. My name is Stephen Hewer. As a degree nutritionist, my goal is to make you healthy in as short a time and as affordably as possible. One World Whey is speeding up the process of helping people get healthy and is replacing the need for many other supplements, making it more affordable. To learn how One World Whey may help you with fat loss, the elimination of inflammation and pain, detoxification of heavy metals, intestinal health, brain function, and increases in strength, energy, and muscle size, call 888-988-3325 or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorldWhey.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com.
We have Chris O'Brien in a ghostly location, another one of those ghostly locations that he visits and talking to us on the scene, but we're also on the scene from his office anyway. Mark Phillips, producer of My Ghost Story for the Biography Channel. And we were talking about a story here where someone is digging for remains, I take it, Mark, from 9-11, and something starts following him home to Staten Island? After um, 9-11, they took all of the debris from the Twin Towers. They took it to Staten Island. Because they wanted to make Staten Island kind of a dumping ground, and I think people on Staten Island can say other things about that, but okay. I, I'm not sure why they took it to Staten Island, but they did take it to Staten Island. And this particular well, they had to hide office, it somewhere. This, this officer, um, uh, he was assigned to, to find body parts. And, um, and then he started having um, experiences at home. He would, and, and he would take pictures of them. He had crucifixes, multiple crucifixes in his, on the wall in, in his kitchen. And his clock would keep stopping at... 9.43. I think it was 9.43. I'm trying to remember the exact time. But it was the, the time when the first plane hit the hit the tower. And it happened over and over and over again. He had all this wonderful evidence. And he was a, you know, a typical New York City cop. And he, he, he's just, he, he'd been a cop all his life. And, and the experience of what happened on Staten Island in his home finally led him to a heart attack. And he, and he, he left the force. And he wrote a book about it. It's called Running with the Bulls. I'm trying to remember his name, name of the author, but your audience might want to look it up. It's quite a good book. He actually brought me a um, an autographed copy of it when he came to came to Los Angeles. That's one of the stories that really, really stands out in my mind. Another one, because it kind of struck me personally, was um, this woman. Um, her son was born in 1977. And um, her son, unfortunately, died when I think he was like nine or ten years old. And ever since that time, she um, has um, been finding money. And at very important moments in her life. And the money is always 1977. It's either you know, a penny, a nickel, a dime, a quarter, whatever. And I was sitting watching this interview from the control room, and it really it struck me personally because I'm always finding money. There's something bizarre. I'm constantly finding money. Boy, do I wish that happened to me. And and I consider it good luck. It's a yeah, superstition. Yeah, work jobs. It's a superstition that that um, it's a superstition that was passed on to me by my father, who passed away when I was kind of young. But he always taught me when I when I find money, you know, to pick it up and put it in my left pocket and leave it in my left pocket for a while, which I do. And then I have a box that I put in. I've got a box filled with cha- with change. By the way, folks, so watching four this, million dollars. This. He's got four million dollars now, right? So I'm watching this story, and <laughs> and I um, and this lady's very compelling, very compelling storyteller. And I I went out to my car to get something, and as I'm coming back into the studio, I notice. Um, a penny on the floor, on the ground. I reach down and pick it up, and it's a 1977 penny. It was like, whoa, that's freaky. And when she came out of the studio, I gave it to her, and she had flipped her out. She gave me a huge hug. So that's another story that stands out in my mind, just because wow. it, it affected me personally. Yeah, I'm saying that your team has really, uh, obviously your researchers have have been exposed to some of the more 
celebrated haunted sites and some not so celebrated. What's your short list for for haunted sites in America that you feel uh, give investigators the uh, you know the best chance to really prove that there is some sort of force that uh, that maybe uh, represents uh, some sort of life force after death. Uh, what what are your uh, favorite uh, haunted sites? Well, Gettysburg's got to be. Um, has got to be the, the number one. I mean, we've done a number of stories in and around Gettysburg, and some of the evidence out of Gettysburg is just phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Um, so I would say that would probably probably be the number one. There's another one called the Tessalia House, which is where there was a very famous axe murder that took place. There's been a few stories in and around there. I don't remember where it is. It's, uh, is that the one in Ohio. Kansas or? No, I think it's in Ohio. Or in Somewhere Ohio. around there. Yeah, I've heard that. I'd say, um, but, but, but Gettysburg is, you know, if your um, members of your audience want to go someplace where it's truly trippy, it's it's got to be Gettysburg. Trippy. Trippy. <laughs> Now, one of the questions asked by our resident skeptic, we have several resident skeptics. One is Angelo, who's one of the administrators of our forums. He's been around since 2009 in the forums, didn't just appear on this earth. And so here his skeptical question is as follows. With so much advanced technology, why don't we have anything that actually proves ghosts are more than something that maybe we imagine? I think kind of answered some of that already, but you want to go on with that, Mark? Well, I mean, there are a number of people who are working on um, developing imaging techniques to be used in search of the paranormal, and I've seen some of it. We've actually featured some of it on our show. So, um, I, I mean, I'm not convinced yet either, So, um, but I've seen some pretty f- freaky images taken by it's, I'm trying to remember, it's a, a camera that sees in all different dimensions. I'm trying to, the name of it is slipping my mind. All different dimensions? or, or Not to, um, it's, I mean, in terms of frequencies, light frequency from ultraviolet. Yes, different, that's right, different, different frequencies. Yeah. Okay, different spectrums of light. Oh, that's what it's called. It's called a multi-spectrum camera. Aha. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, so that's so, one so kind the thinking, of development. The thinking would be is that there's there's a phenomena occurring outside of the the visible uh, portion of the spectrum that we can see. The, the, outside of the, the the field of that the human eye can see. Correct. Right. Well, that also raises the question here: Can we say then that some of these ghosts can only be seen by some people because they're somehow sensitive to something, or Anybody in that location at that time with normal vision should be able to see the same thing. Well, as far as we're concerned, it's not a story unless somebody's taking a picture of it or recorded it in some in, in some manner. Technology mm-hmm. is is. You know, I I always come I always come back to that when it when it comes to my ghost story is that's what my ghost story that's that's what makes it such a compelling show. I saw this. This happened to me. I took this picture of it. Wow. 
So if we get the Photoshop expert out there who takes your picture, he's not going oh, we, to find anything. We have, we have Photoshop experts on staff. I don't need anybody else. <laughs> Somebody has pulled that on us already, and it, you know, it ended up in the junk drawer. We have Mark Phillips, producer of My Ghost Story. I'm Gene Steinberg with Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack Attack of the Rockoids. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans the galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack of the Rockoids, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP, as slim as possible. And now another CentOS Game Changer with sports broadcaster Aaron Andrews. I'm here at my favorite car rental in sunny Miami. With me is the manager, Beth. I see your team has a new look for this season. Yeah, they just got uniforms, and my female employees are especially excited about the great styles. This flat out wasn't an option when men's uniforms were the only choice. Well, it seems these young ladies are really hustling out here. What made the change for you? Yeah, well, our playbook hinged on one big detail, women's workwear by CentOS. These clothes are designed by women for women. When they look good, they're happier, and our guests notice. Well, judging by their extra effort, this team is going to the next level with Cintas uniforms. Let's go up to the booth for more. Finally, a line of women's workwear they want to wear. This is one of many expert services Cintas can tackle for your business. Don't settle for less. Call Cintas at 1-800-CINTAS6 or visit Cintas.com slash radio and tell them to bring in the team with the white truck. 
We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653 or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned in to the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast with Mark Phillips. Right now, we're answering your questions. And the one thing you mentioned there is, yeah, you can't fool them with Photoshop because... Being a professional movie production company or a TV production company, they've got people on staff who will know. If you play with the pixels, they'll catch you. I mean, that's what editors do. Uh, that's what I have some of the best editors in Los Angeles working on this show. And that's what they do. They, As editors, they play with pixels. So when somebody's playing pixels on us, we'll catch them. But you know what? This, the the goofy stuff that's sent to us, you know, we get that out of the way long before we even get to the editor room. Is it worth maybe a B show where you show the <laughs> the flubs? It's kind of like the end of the movie Rush Hour where all the hey, flubs are being a, shown. Gene, that's not a bad idea. Can I steal that from you? If they steal that's everything from idea. me, you might as well steal that too. I've got a concept for a science fiction show, but I can't let you steal <laughs> that. Sorry. That's, that's, that's actually a funny idea. The stories that didn't make I, that didn't make my ghost story. <laughs> yeah, I can think of a few that we encounter on the Paracast, a few goofy photos and such. Then, in fact, before you came on, we were talking about a couple of really goofy ones, really yeah. poor attempts at photoshopping. Right. You know, even the ten-year-old who knows how to do Photoshop now would do better than this. Let me ask you a question here from another listener named Pixel Smith. Speaking of pixels, he's a guy who pushes pixels for a living. Why are ghosts often depicted as wearing clothing of some sort? Yeah, I knew that would come up. (laughs) That's funny because sometimes that's the most significant part of it. You know, a a man in 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 a Victorian coat the one that oh here's a great story out of Oklahoma City of a woman who um peers on a security camera and she's wearing a ball cap and um like a Levi work shirt and supposedly that's what she was wearing when she was in a car accident is that the and key here that the ghosts will wear what they were wearing when they died that's correct Okay, so if it's bed clothes, maybe they died in the hospital room. So that's why, for example, on a TV show like Being Human, the woman who is the ghost 
she's wearing the clothing she died in when she fell down the stairs. I haven't seen that that show, but yes, I I, I, I can't. I'm, I can't I'm, I'm, presu- I'm presuming that. But also, yeah, sure. you know, there's a lot more than just ghosts. At least on our show, appear not just as in the human form, but there's also all kinds of you know, bizarre mists and orbs and multiple orbs and images inside orbs and all that kind of stuff. The most uh, freak, one of the freakiest ones is, was taken next to uh, Sharon Tate's house. And it's uh, a picture, uh, one of the pictures is of an orb and inside the orb is a little orb as if the orb is pregnant. Because as you know, Sharon Tate was right, pregnant when right. she was murdered. I've been waiting for the ghost of Lady Godiva to be photographed. That would be good. Yeah, or her horse. <laughs> By the way, there's a number, number of great stories involving animals as well. Sure. Well, tell yeah. us a couple. Oh, yeah. oh um, well, there's a, there's a marvelous story out of Gettysburg with, the, um, with the, the mules that were pulling um, the wagons of, of, of dead and um, wounded soldiers. That's a good one. Uh, probably one of the most personal ones, and it's a Christmas time story. Is let me see if I can pull this out of my head. Um, that's okay. We are not putting you on trial, and therefore, no, if no, you no. Make here's a mistake. A, no, that's okay. If you make a mistake, we'll just uh, rag on you in the not, forums. It, it's a good story. And <laughs> sure. It starts in Colorado with a woman who has this big, beautiful dog, and uh, she's in uh, the final stages of terminal cancer, and her friend from Los Angeles goes and visits her and is with her um, while she passes away. And just before she passed away, she said, would you please take care of my dog for me? So um, uh, our storyteller, who's actually actually a lawyer, she said, of course I will. And after she passes away, she takes the dog back to her home in Los Angeles. And that Christmas, which is just shortly after the woman passed away, the dog is always staring off into space and looking at as if it's looking at something and and um the dog sitter takes a bunch of pictures of the dog and you can see that the dog the these these shapes and images and orbs are are in front of the dog and he's just like looking at it he can see it but and and it's caught on camera but um it's a very one of those sensitive and spiritual kind of stories. You keep mentioning orbs. Um, many of our more skeptical listeners of the show um, are of a mind of, of, of totally dismissing orbs. As, yeah, I know. That it's, a, that it's dust particles. Dust particles right. and all that. Yeah, I know. Um, where, where, where do you guys come down on that? I've, I've, heard, I've heard you use that term several times. And, well, because there there's, there's so much of that stuff out there. We will never do a story where there is just a picture of an orb. So, is it significant? Yeah, maybe. But it becomes more significant when there is something else that's been caught on on camera or on audio or there's some kind of presence that, you know. um, One of the things that I'm really pushing my staff to get is to, to try to find stories that have some kind of tactility to them whereby there's an actual object um, I'll give you an, I'll give you well the penny is a perfect example um, because the, the, you know the woman had all the pennies in her hand and showing it to camera. But there's a 
story that we did, I believe it's out of New York City, where a um, from a bar, and we have on tape, on security, on security camera tape, in the middle of the night, this ashtray just leaps all by itself and and smashes on the bar. Well, not only do we have this the, the footage to show and the experiences that people have working at the bar, but they also brought in the broken pieces of the um, of the uh, of the ashtray. I love that kind of stuff. That's what can possibly get rid of the deniers. Well, you know, uh, I, I I give everybody the right to believe it or not. I mean, if you don't want to believe it, that's fine. I mean, I you know, I, I come down the middle myself on it. It's uh, sometimes you see stuff that's hard to believe, yeah. and sometimes you see stuff that you don't really see what other people are seeing in it. But if they see it. It's significant to them, and it's still a good story. Now, our listeners will know why I'm asking this, and you may not, but I'll ask the question anyway. Have you explored instances of so-called spirit photography where somebody takes, say, a digital camera in an empty room and they take a picture and something appears on the print? Well, I don't understand the significance of the question because that's what happens all the time. People take pictures in an empty room because that shows up, yeah. Because somebody's had an experience in that empty room and lo and behold there's this unexplained mist or an apparition of a man with no head. I mean, you know So you're physically seeing nothing but the camera's catching it. That's correct. Okay, so this is happening to you fairly often. We've seen some instances where people report this but it looks like they just took tiny stick figures and stuck them in front of the camera. Uh, With their well, hand, so I think that we would we vet our all the evidence pretty closely. That would never happen on our show. A ridiculous question here: Why are ghosts so shy? What's all this flitting about? <laughs> they don't like real people, live people. <laughs> I don't know. Ask a ghost and they'll tell you. We'll find out more <laughs> answers. We've got Mark Phillips, producer of My Ghost Story. <laughs> I made him laugh the only time I'll make him laugh this episode. <laughs> this is nothing to laugh about. If you want to contact us on Twitter, send us a tweet. Send it to The Paracast. The Paracast on Twitter. With Gene and Chris, you're in... The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to 
see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. If you owe money to the IRS, you can't make the problem go away by yourself. But with the help of Dan Pilla, you can get your problem solved once and for all. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. For 30 years, I've helped thousands of people solve their tax debt problem, and I can help you solve yours, too. We take a very simple but proven three-step approach to solving your problem. First, we stabilize IRS collection actions so you don't have to worry about the IRS seizing your bank account or paycheck. Next, we build a comprehensive plan to get your tax debt reduced to the fullest extent possible, sometimes even completely eliminated. And finally, we work with you every step of the way to get your problem solved once and for all. Call us for a free consultation. Call 1-800-346-6829. We'll work together to get your problem solved guaranteed. Dan Pilla has been protecting taxpayers from the IRS for three decades, and he can help you too. Call us today at 800 800- 3466829 that's 800 34 no tax George Washington said government is not reason it is not eloquence it is force like fire it is a dangerous servant and a fearful master America's government is no longer the servant of the people and the protector of our liberty, but has become that fearful master. We the people must understand the nature of this government gone awry if we are to be successful in saving our country. America is being deliberately destroyed by a cabal of international gangsters so that she can be forced into subjugation to a one-world government. The God-given, unalienable rights of the Declaration of Independence are in jeopardy. We must not let them be stolen by ambitious and evil men. Utopia Silver Supplements believes it is our God-given right to make our own health care decisions however we deem best. If we can help you with your supplement needs and better health, then help us win this health freedom battle. Visit us today at utopiasilver.com. That's U-T-O-P-I-A silver.com. Or call 888-213-4338. Again, 888-213-4338. Right now, the average family spends one-fourth of their income on food. It's time to cut your food budget in half by using the best, most affordable food on the planet from eFoods Direct. The savings from eating this food will actually help you pay your other bills. Serve these delicious meals to your family tonight for a quick and easy dinner for about $1.25 a serving, compared to over $3 a serving for any other food. This food is compact, making it easy to store some away and will be just as delicious in 25 years as the ones you cook tonight. Is it affordable? Absolutely. The new Alex Jones Family Pack saves you up to 50% compared to other food storage companies. See the comparison at eFoodsDirect.com forward slash Alex or call 800-409-5633. My friends, as crazy as this world is today, you'd be nuts to not get a storable food supply. Give eFoods Direct a call and order one of the Alex Jones Family Packs and test it out today. Start your journey of food independence today at eFoodsDirect.com forward slash Alex or call 800-409-5633. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. We have the ghostly voice of Chris O'Brien speaking from an unknown location and a planet far, far away in another galaxy. Well, I, I must say, before we get started on more questions here, that when I did my first real haunted side investigation um, as a cameraman and, and 
he's more of a technician and uh, someone that was there uh, with some experience in the field to also uh, vet evidence and help interview um, some of our, our principals in, in the pieces that we did. Uh, I went in very skeptical about um, the whole idea of haunted sites, and I, I felt that that many of these uh, locations and events could be explained. But I'll tell you, after spending a number of years in some of the more celebrated haunted sites around, I've really done a, I've got done a 180. I really do feel that there is something to these particular location-specific sites that deserves scientific study, and um, I, I think we're seeing a result of that in the incredible amount of people that are fascinated by these subjects and why we have so many, uh, why we've had such an upsurge in interest in this subject uh, over the past 10 years. And, uh, Mark, I can't wait to uh, find uh, someone with a TV to check out your show. I, I've kind of banned TV from my house for a while. Uh, but I'm very intrigued uh, in some of these uh, accounts that you're mentioning. And, and I do think that uh, it's important, as you've been stating, to vet this, this evidence because you don't want it to come come up behind you and bite you. So uh, exactly. I think it's admirable on, on on your part not to not to jump to conclusions and to really uh, you know CYA and dot your eyes and cross your D's with this. I mean, two weeks ago we were taping storytellers, and um, lo and behold, the storyteller is a woman in her mid forties in a police officer uniform. And she's the chief of police of a small, you know, town. And she's telling us a ghost story and showing us this incredible security camera footage. And it took her a while to come around to, you know, tell, telling the story in public because she's a police chief. But she believes the story that she told us. And it's an amazing story with amazing evidence. Tell us more. Another in interesting story. This is the relates to the guy who invented this full spectrum camera. This is the guy who um, has his PhD in quantum physics, and uh, he makes um, he designs and manufactures medical devices, and um, and um, also devices for. Um, like for the CIA, I mean, he's, he's like, he's, he's, this is a guy, this is a really, really smart dude. And um, he's expanding his business, so he moves into this warehouse. It's, um, I'm trying to remember where it is. It's just south of, I think it's in Carson, California. And um, he um, sets up his security cameras and uh, catches the most amazing stuff when he's checking the security cameras. Of chairs moving and of items on the on the desk moving around, all, all completely on their own. And um, he can't believe his eyes, but he he's like, wow. And then he somehow gets a hold of who used to rent that space, and whoever rented the space before him, there were several employees who who quit because the, the, all the stuff was happening in the middle of the night. And he act, and they actually moved away from this particular warehouse because it was so bloody haunted. So this particular fellow, who the the PhD, he, he set about to uh, invent a camera. He's still working on it, a full spectrum camera, and he's recorded some 
he's shown me some of the stuff that he's recorded. It's pretty amazing. We could get this technology into a video camera. We might be able to detect a whole hidden world that's <laughs> interacting with us and we don't even know it. Maybe. Wouldn't that Who be so? Now, Mark, yeah. at all when you investigate these stories, these ghost stories, do you find other things happening in those communities? I'm talking about maybe UFO sightings, maybe strange creatures, stuff like that. Do you find that when something happens, it opens the dam, as they say? Well, n not in terms of UFO, but I'll give you a good example. Um, we, One of our uh, videographers who is like the field producer who we send out to the um, to locations, I explained that before, his name's Steve Bowler. He's a wonderful, wonderful videographer. And we sent him to uh, a story in Orange County, and he ended up uh, being shoved and pushed and and he actually recorded apparitions on tape, you know, while he wasn't investigating anything. He was just shooting the B-roll, and this happened to him. And uh, I actually went to the network, and I said, you know, we have sort of a story within a story here. Yeah, really? And they said, and they said uh, I said, you know, should we think about maybe putting this on the show? And we, th then we all ruled against it, because it's really breaking the fourth wall. It, um but uh, that story, we did produce Steve Bowler's story, and you can you can watch it at the bio website. Um, it's 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 a, it's about a three or four minute story. It's so the key here website. is that you're investigating this stuff, but we can't include as part of your show stuff in which you or your other staff yeah, members were involved. That's correct, because we're not you know we're not an investigatory show. We we don't really the only thing that we investigate is to make sure that. We believe that the storytellers are telling us the truth, and that the evidence that they're showing is, is something that they that they captured and didn't manufacture. So you're the journalist; not you're not the experiencer. That's correct. On the other hand, well, that raises another question: Here is, in the course of investigating all these things, have you or a member of your staff been hurt or touched, impacted in some way by some physical phenomenon? Well, a number of our um, videographers who go out to the to the B to the B roll locations have had some scary um, things happen to them, but none of them have really wanted to talk about it in public. Steve was Steve Bowler was um, Steve Bowler. He he did want to talk about it. So to answer your question, yes. Now, what are we proving here or demonstrating by seeing? Ghosts, are we really seeing images of dead people? Are we into a time portal? What ideas do you have about it? Oh, boy. That's a hard question. That's what we're here for. Yeah, and, and I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, you know what? I haven't really thought about it. I, um, I mean, a lot of the stories have either personal or historic significance to, to the storytellers. So... I'm not quite sure what a time portal is. It's like somebody lived in 1890. You're seeing the image of the person who lived in 1890, but it's not necessarily a ghost. You're seeing that person, the image being transported across time. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. That's my science fiction bent. That's where I come up yeah. with stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's the key are. here. Is this the afterlife? What are we seeing? Yeah. There are theories that, that try to explain that in terms of, residual hauntings versus self-determined, um, you know, seemingly uh, self-determined intelligent uh, forces. 
there are various classifications, I think, of haunted. Uh, yeah, you know. there are. We don't we don't try to get that deep into it. Though I will tell you that that um, producing in this particular arena has led me to another interesting arena that's adjacent to it, and that is reincarnation. And it's actually a project that I'm developing called Our Past Lives. And it explores storytellers' past lives. Yeah, and, and there are some uh, really and, good ones and, out. There. And the, the significance of their past life on their present life. And, and like children having an incredible knowledge of of a person or a time frame that they exactly. could possibly have uh, have intellectually known based on. Their oh, yeah, th- I lives. mean, there's a there's a classic story of. Uh, in fact, it's a was turned into a book. Um, of this kid who who has this ongoing dream of yelling, I'm hit, I'm hit, fire, fire, I'm hit, um, and knows the word Corsair. What's a Corsair? And the father is, hears this kid talking about this stuff, and he starts exploring... And uh, a Corsair, as you may or may not know, was a World War II airplane, F F4U Corsair, made by Chance Vaught. And um, to make a long story short, this kid, um, even the, the the family believes, is the reincarnated pilot of a of a particular Corsair that crashed into the bay at Iwo Jima oh, boy. during the. Uh, that's a way to end a segment, isn't it, folks? Mark Phillips joins us with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, Ted Anderson announcing a great way to listen to radio on the telephone. By calling 760-569-7700, you'll be hearing GCNlive.com programs in seconds. Come to GCNlive.com, find your favorite host's dedicated phone number, and hear them 24-7. You heard me right, every show has a dedicated phone number. Stop by GCNlive.com and bookmark their number today. And again, that's 760-569-7700. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit and carting to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Gene and Chris, we're talking to Mark Phillips, who is now conceiving a show that might deal with reincarnation. Have you encountered other similar episodes you'd like to recount before we get on to some more ghost stuff? What, reincarnation? Yes, we'd like to hear more. Um, 
Well, I mean, there's there's lots of great stories out there, um, but I would prefer, if you don't mind, to save them for my pilot that I'm doing to uh, to sell <laughs> the new show. Well, there's a bunch that have to do with reincarnated Rinpoches from uh, from you know Tibet and stuff. <laughs> I think you're going to have to pretty, sit down. It's a pretty it's a pretty fascinating arena. I'm not sure whether. As many people believe in reincarnation as who believe in quote unquote the paranormal, but it's kind of the it's it's kind of the same church, just just, just a different pew. But uh, there are many, even famous people who believe, who sincerely believe that they were reincarnated. Stephen King believes that he was yeah. reincarnated, that he was Jonathan Swift in a in a former life. Personally, I like Jonathan Swift's work better than Stephen King's, but there you go. General George Patton. General George Patton thought he was, uh, who was it again? Uh, a famous sure. Hannibal. Oh, yeah, no, Hannibal. Hannibal. And also, yeah, and also, a, um, I think, a Roman a Roman uh, centurion or a Roman uh, general, if I, if I remember correctly. But Hannibal was the, was the main one. We segue back to ghosts. Comment from one of our listeners, Para-Reality Saint. What a name. He asked a number of questions I think we've kind of covered, but one is, are ghosts necessarily benign creatures or there is some demonic aspect? What's your take? Oh, no, it, 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 it runs the full gamut. There's benign and there's really demonic. Yeah, there, there are some scary ones out there. What's the scariest you've encountered amongst the shows that you've recorded? Well, the ones that we've had a number of stories that have involved scratchings, and that's really bizarre stuff. That's really, really bizarre stuff. Now, is one of those uh, Tony Pickman and the Sally House in Atchison, Kansas? Oh, we did that story a long time ago. Yeah, we did that story yeah, a long I time ago. I investigated there. That's that's the real McCoy there, I think. Yeah, that's a really bizarre place. That's, that's he actually revealed. Place. He actually revealed on the show something that he has never revealed in the past and that is that he actually killed the neighbor's cat he actually st- he actually stuck a knife straight through the cat why uh, he, 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 was, he was responsible he was driven to this he was driven to evil because it's such an evil thing to do to kill a cat with a butcher knife wow but it was a, he, it got to a point where he wanted to kill his wife yeah they just they just had to get out of that house. Uh, I believe to this you, day that house is that house is still empty. Yeah. Well, I I I think um, the team that I went in with was one of the last teams to investigate there for a number of years, and uh, it was the first time Tony and his wife had been back in the house in a year and a half, two years, and uh, same thing happened to him. He got you know the scratches developed right on camera. We were down in the basement area, and some presence uh, started coming up through the floors. I mean, I mean that was real. It was. Uh, I've, you know, I hate. Yeah, it's a very, like that, very, very, very freaky place. Yeah, I have never felt anything like that in all my years of, of being out in the field and doing things. Uh, that's the real McCoy there. I'll tell you what, Mark. You're going to have to get together with our co-host Chris O'Brien. He has done a lot of research, and maybe there are things he can help you with. I'm serious. You should just get a hold of me. Um, you, know, okay. you can, uh, and if I can, one more time, um, 
tell your audience if there are people out there who have a story with evidence and they want to they want to reach out to us and come on our show they can email us at myghoststory at mppt.tv it's mppt.tv so it's m as in mark p as in philip ah. p as in production t as in television dot tv okay so it's peter peter or Phillips Phillips TV. Not TV. <laughs> it's confusing, you know. Let's we'll try to set up. It's Mark Peter Peter Tom dot Tom V. <laughs> okay, now we got it, and we'll try to reproduce it in our site. I have a question oh, here, which is more than a comment. It's from one of our new members of the forum called Nameless. I'm serious. That's the name he chooses to use, or she chooses to use. And this is more of a statement than a question, but I'll ask it. Hello. Ghosts, ghouls, and specters have always been a part of humanity and a facet of every culture. It seems like they're built into the fabric of society, yet due to its temporal, translucent, and ethereal nature, has never been taken too seriously. I would really like to know from an experiencer and as a professional in the field as to whether Mark feels that apparitions are a natural anomaly or entity rooted to a material place outside of the experiencer, or maybe is a shared psychological occurring phenomenon created by the witness or witnesses, a form of collective subconscious tulpa. Now, that was a hard one to read, I'll tell you, folks. That was a good one. You did good, though, Gene. You Thank you. I might, you give me a raise later, right, Chris? Yeah. And my answer to her is yes. <laughs> Or him, I'm not sure which. Yeah, the long, the long answer is yes. The short answer would be, uh, well, in, I think what she was getting at or he was getting at is the possibility of a collective manifestation of phenomenal events, uh, similar to creating a tulpa, which would be a manifested spirit being that actually becomes physical, and this comes from the Tibetan tradition. Uh, so I think they were trying to differentiate between the various explanations for these things. And I, I think your short answer of yes, they're all probably true, is, is uh, at least that's what I took your single-word answer to me. Exactly. Uh, I think that that, uh, I, I think we're, we're dealing with something very complicated, as, as I'm sure your team has found out. There are sure. no boilerplate explanations for any of this, in, in my mind. So is it that some people are meant to see ghosts, born into it, or it just happens? I think that um, it's a combination of both. Yeah. Sometimes it just happens, and some people are just meant to see them. I mean, because I've met people who are just so in tune with this stuff that they uncover things wherever they go. Yeah. Is it part of a belief system that some maybe inherently you believe there are ghosts, therefore if you go to the right place at the right time you'll see them, but if you're not really into that, it's not going to happen, or am I just barking up the wrong tree? I think you're barking up the wrong tree. Yeah, I agree. But you just, you just brought up an interesting memory that I'm going to share with you. Sure. My... Um, I don't know if you know anything about my background. I was born in England. I grew up in Canada, and I came to America to work in television. And um, Though I did work in television in, in Canada as well. 
my father passed away at a very um, young age, had a very hard life. And um, uh, my father was a, a tailor, a woman's tailor by trade. And when we emigrated from England to Canada, he um, couldn't get a job. You think he would have researched it in advance, but anyhow. Um, so he ended up making drapes. He then went on to become a, like a truck driver at a, a, at a meatpacking company. But he was a very talented tailor and very talented at making drapes. I mean, hey, if you can make a woman's suit, you can make you can make a set of drapes in your sleep. So all this leads me to um, uh, he had made drapes that covered the entire wall of their bedroom. And after my father passed away, it was several years after he passed away, my mother was in bed and um, trying to fall asleep, and she saw my father appear through the drapes, come around to the side of the bed, and then he put his head on her lap, and then, poof, disappeared. This segment's going to disappear. We have Mark Phillips with Gene and Chris. You're in... The Paracast. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy... We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. In an emergency situation, would you drink contaminated water? You could if you had the amazing LifeStraw from MyPatriotSupply.com. LifeStraw is the most advanced personal water filter available today. It filters contaminated water from almost any source. LifeStraw is lightweight and compact, perfect for hiking, camping, or in an emergency like a flood. LifeStraw is easy to clean, comes with a one-year warranty, and has been used worldwide since 2005. Get the amazing LifeStraw personal water filter at MyPatriotSupply.com. Plus, check out Survival Seed Vault, 20 seed varieties for only $37.95, Tatler Canning Lids, long-term storable foods as low as $69.95, and much more at MyPatriotSupply.com. Enjoy stress-free shipping on all orders over $49. Call 866-229-0927 or visit MyPatriotSupply.com. That's 866-229-0927, MyPatriotSupply.com. For emergency preparedness, self-reliance, and food independence. Iodine protection packs from HempUSA.org are now in stock for immediate delivery worldwide. Our iodine protection packs include micro plant powder, green life kelp, red palm oil, and our clear roll-on iodine that will feed the body the iodine it needs. All iodine protection packs are in stock, save you money, and ship for free in all 50 states. Visit HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. 
HempUSA.org has a revolutionary wonder food for detoxing the body and rebuilding the immune system. Microplant powder can help unclog arteries and soften heart valves while removing heavy metals, virus, fungus, bacteria, and parasites. Plus, it cleans and purifies the blood, lungs, stomach, and colon. Keep your body clean with microplant powder. Visit us at HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Don't forget, CrossbreedHolsters.com. That's CrossbreedHolsters.com. In a coming-apart world, you need something to keep it tied together. That something is Atwood Rope, the highest quality rope made in the USA from exotic braids for military, rescue, arborists, shipyards, tow line, or boating. Quality rope at affordable prices you and your customers can depend on. Find a dealer or shop online at atwoodrope.net. Enter promo code RADIO to receive 100 feet of 550 paracord free with purchase. Atwood Rope, working to keep the world tied together. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We have Mark Phillips with Gene and Chris on the Paracast. Mark telling us of the time not long after his dad had died that your mom saw him. Through the drapes. And let me put this in context for you. My mother is not the kind of person who you would think would be seeing ghosts. She told me about this about nine months ago. I was up visiting her in Toronto. And um, and she told it to me after um, I asked if she's been watching my ghost story, because it's very popular in, in Canada. And she said she, she watched it once, but it scared the crap out of her. Uh, though she didn't use that word. And then she told me that story, and it it, it really it, it actually blew my mind because it was like, holy, this is just not my mother. My mother is as straight and as uncomplicated as an arrow. So for her to have that kind of experience and talk about it, and, and for wait to wait so many years to tell me about it, wow. Yeah. Did you think that maybe you think she's crazy? No, I just think that given the context of one of the shows that I'm doing is all about ghosts. I think she just felt that she could tell me and I wouldn't think that she was crazy. Did she ever have any other experience or was this a singular event? The, the only the only event she ever told me about. So maybe there's something else there if you talk to her the right way. Yeah, maybe. Buy her some perfume. <laughs> Send her a gift and tell her tell your ghost stories. Any other members of your family have strange things happen to them since we're going in that direction? No, well, I have a very small family, so um, uh, not really. No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, I understand I this because the same thing is true with my family. You know, my parents never paid attention. My brother sort of paid attention, but he did it in a way that he could poke fun at me, I think. Right. As that happens. 
So it didn't yeah. happen to me. How about the people that you recruited as part of your staff? Are these people you've worked with for years or those who joined you because they had a particular interest in the subject? It really, most of my staff, especially the the people who've been working with me for many, many years, they're just really, really good storytellers because that's what television is all about. It's all about good storytelling. And um, if you're a good storyteller and you can wrap your arms around the material or wrap your head around the material, then you're going to do well on my ghost story. Um, I would say that the, in terms of editors, which is one of the hardest things to do on this show, there are a number of my editors who are true believers and they cut really good stories. And then there are a number of editors who they're kind of skeptics, but they really know how to tell a good story when cutting it together. So it's a it's a combination of both. I'm not evading a specific answer. It's just there are some people who are more into it than others, but it, it, that's not necessarily what makes a good producer or editor for my ghost story. It's the ability to yeah, be able to tell a good story. It doesn't matter. Exactly. You have, to, you have to leave your own personal belief system uh, outside the, uh, the edit suite door. And, exactly. uh, and like you said, you know, do your job and tell the story correctly. There you have a question. I have a question for you concerning the electronic voice phenomenon. How important a part does that play in your evidence gathering process? Oh, I love that stuff. And, uh, if yeah. you've watched my ghost story, you should see how we present it. Yeah. We have a, a very specific graphic that we use to illustrate visually the sound. And it's um, it's very cool. I love EV, I love EVPs. It's, I think it's great stuff. We have some really phenomenal EVPs. Yeah, I, uh, Michael Esposito uh, has been on the show in the past. Uh, took a little bit of flack for his reliance on cheap digital hand recorders. People saying, "Well, why don't you get you know state of the art uh, you know microphones and, and and recording equipment?" And he seems to think that RCA equipment is somehow designed in a way that does allow it to be more efficient in terms of picking up EVP. And, of course, the skeptics argue and say, well, it just has, has you know, crappy circuitry, and so you're, you're producing more noise with, the, uh, with that particular, you know, uh, technology, and that's why you're getting your, you know, more EVPs, relatively speaking, to other gear. Where do you come down on actual uh the actual science if there is such a thing regarding EVP well, uh, I mean, what I I can't come down on anything because we've had EVPs recorded on all kinds of different equipment all the way yeah. from you know a cell phone to a um to a reel to reel tape recorder to I mean it's right. it's to um recorded with good microphones and with no microphone right. so um I've I've heard it all over the place. Yeah, he he just got back from uh, Rome, and did EVP sessions in the in the, the the basement waiting area of the Colosseum, and he's pretty convinced that he has quite a number of different languages, including ancient Greek, that he feels he's captured, uh, and uh, he also was able to capture an extinct form of Padawatomi in one site that he did in the Midwest, and only a handful of people still were able to uh, decipher uh, wow. the language, which I, I find very, very compelling. Hard to uh, just throw that one out uh, with a skeptical dismissal. Uh, that's, that's 
pretty compelling evidence to me. And I think EVP is, is a very important investigative tool. And obviously, you guys are relying on some Class A EVPs to present. Uh, to present but once again, I, I would never, w we would never do a show that's just based on an EVP. It would be yeah. an EVP plus some kind of, plus right, something else. Well, you're still producing a show. It has to have a visual appeal, not just a yeah, great well, story. Yeah, right. It's always, you, know, you have to have uh, multiple um, pieces of evidence right, for, to, to make a good story. Really fly. And I suppose also, Mark, it's a juggling match that you want to be true to the story, present it accurately, but you also have to be presenting a product, as they say in show business, that is entertaining to the people who are watching it and keep their attention. Correct. And it's kind of a juggling match to do that without, of course, pandering to the audience, but to be true to your material. You always have to be true to your story. Yeah. And it's good to hear you say that, because there are some programs that aren't. Uh, in the reality world, well, actually, all over TV. I mean, you know, there's yeah. a lot of junk on. There's a lot of junk on TV, but yeah, there's a lot even, of good stuff. Your, there's a lot of good stuff yeah. as well. Yeah, even your network news. Yeah. Makes it difficult. And I guess the part of it is that there's such a clamor for reality TV these days. And obviously, they have to be stretching the envelope here. Is there a point where this kind of reality show is going to go out of style and back towards more scripted programming? Or what do you think? Never. It'll never happen. It'll never happen. There's, there's too much product required, in the, especially in the cable universe. And, um, you know, one of the reasons that I've been, I've been in television for a long time and I've been in reality or alternative is sometimes called my whole career. I have done some scripted stuff, but I've always been in this space. I'll tell you what, and we'll get into more of this in a moment. Mark Phillips joins us with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com you may snicker when you hear this message, but you won't laugh after you experience the best-kept health secret ever, Camel Milk. Camel Milk is loaded with health benefits far superior to other milk. 
Camel milk has antibacterial, antiviral, and anti-tumor properties, is rich in B vitamins, and camel milk is three times higher in vitamin C than cow's milk and 10 times higher in iron. And camel milk contains 52 units of insulin-like proteins per liter, effectively lowering blood sugar levels. Many of our members testified that drinking camel milk reversed diabetes and greatly improved autism. Camel milk is easily digested by those who are lactose and beta casein intolerant and comes fresh or frozen from your trusted local family farm shipped on dry ice to preserve freshness. Go to CamelMilkForSale.com now and look under Products and Pricing for this spring special with free bonus pints. That's CamelMilkForSale.com, CamelMilkForSale.com. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653 or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Love gardening but don't love seeing your hard work destroyed by wildlife? Then use the number one most effective deer and rabbit repellent you can buy, PlantSkid. PlantSkid repellent protects gardens, trees, and landscaping by emitting an odor that browsing animals associate with predators. So animals avoid plants before they nibble, not after. PlantSkid is made in the U.S. from non-toxic, 100% organic, environment, and pet-friendly ingredients. Other repellents wash off in the rain. Not PlantSkid. It's guaranteed to outlast all other repellents. PlantSkid was the first animal repellent to be OMRI listed organic and now comes in liquid spray, powder concentrate, or easy-to-use granular. Just sprinkle around your garden. For proven protection from deer, rabbits, squirrels, and other small rodents, use PlantSkid. Member tested and recommended by the National Home Gardening Club. Find a dealer near you at PlantSkid.com. That's PlantSkydd.com. Ask about our new vole repellent when you call 800-252-6051. That's 800-252-6051. PlantSkid, proven plant protection, guaranteed or your money back. Hi, this is Nick Pope. You're listening to the Paracast. As we closed out this segment, you were mentioning that you've been mostly doing reality programming as opposed to scripted programming. What attracted you to reality programming in general? That's how I got my first job. That'll do it for you. My first job was uh, as a researcher on a sort of a wacky talk show. That was, um, uh, I was hired in Toronto, but it was shot in Montreal. And, um, and it was produced by a big American production company in Canada called Columbia Pictures Television. And it was through them that I got down here. But I had always done talk shows and game shows and panel shows, that kind of stuff. And um, it occurred to me in the probably the late 80s, I was a studio executive at MGM UA, that this was going to be an arena of television. It was going to grow because so much of the scripted material was costing so much money. Yeah. 
and especially for the writers. And you know, you, you, if, if you analyze the shows in the late '80s, early '90s, the sitcoms, and some of these guys are being paid huge money to write absolute junk. Thank you, my friend, for saying that. <laughs> because it was it's, it's, it's absolute junk. And I remember the writers' strike a few years ago, and I, I, I would draw, drive from my home to um, my office, and I'd drive by Fox, and there are all these writers out there with signs, you know, that, that somehow the business has ripped them off. They ripped us <laughs> off, as far as I'm concerned. I got to tell you something. To write a sitcom and be funny, you got to be really, really good. And the networks finally came to the conclusion, you know what? We're paying through the nose for garbage. At least reality, it, it, it doesn't claim to be anything else but garbage. <laughs> well, you know, I tell you something. You're not Sir. fooling the public with a bad joke. <laughs> you know, I watch these coming attractions, and I watch some series TV each evening. I think there's some shows that are really well done. I'm a fan, say, of Fringe. I think it's very imaginative. I think some great shows. Well, I'm, a fran- I'm, a, I'm a fan of House, and I'm so sorry it's, le- it's going away. My that wife has gotten a little bit, as they say, disenchanted. But, you know, Hugh Laurie is such an incredible performer. Some people are suggesting he should be the next Doctor Who, by the way, because he has yeah. that quirkiness to him. But the last episode, for example, he directed, I thought was a really well done episode, oh, wow. where his friend, his friend on the show, right. has cancer. And he's showing him going through chemo and everything else. And it was a fascinating show. But I'm glad we're kind of think alike about stuff like that. Moving on to our little corner of the world here. A reality show, people understand it if they've had ghost experiences or they understand because it's happened to them or they know people to whom it's happened. But what about the mainstream scientific community? Now, you can say, look, we're producing an entertainment show. Yes, it is reality. We have no obligation. Or do you think that scientists ought to be interested in figuring out what's going on? Oh, I think they should be. I gave you the example of the guy who's developing the full-spectrum camera. He's Obviously. a scientist for crying out loud. Sure. And, um, but he's such an exception. Well, I, I mean, I've run into a number of very, very um, well-educated people who are really into it and, and who are investigators. Um, Dr. Renee Cruz, uh, I don't know if you know of her. I believe she's out of uh, Massachusetts. But, uh, you know, she's a uh, mechanical engineering professor and is, like, totally trying to use the scientific method to prove that something is haunted. We have so it, very, it, very tab it, on. It, it, may, it, may, it may take a while. It may take a while. Um, you think that shows done. like yours and the fact that so many millions of people are interested will encourage scientists to say, you know what, maybe we I, should take a look and see what I, I, people are talking like to, about. I'd like, to, I'd like to think so. I like to think so. The, uh, I had um, drinks with a, a buddy and bandmate of mine on um, St. Paddy's Day down in Santa Monica. And somebody joined us at the table, and he's a, um, a mergers and acquisition professor at USC. He's written six books, obviously has a, a doctorate. And, um, and when my friend Michael says... Uh, 
yeah, Mark is uh, the executive producer of my ghost story. He goes, oh, I love that show. I watch that show every week. He said, no, if I don't watch it, I TiVo it. I love that show. And then he started, and you've got to remember, this is a guy who's written six books, is a mergers and acquisition professor. And he started telling me, you know what? In 1972, I was driving along this highway in Farmingdale, Pennsylvania, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing the speed limit, and a woman appears in front of me, and I run her down. Oh no! And I, and I, 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 I tried to brake. I downshifted. I got out of my car. I looked underneath. I looked behind. I looked to the side. There's no woman. It was a ghost. I saw a ghost. I swear to God, I saw a ghost. And this guy—he'd only had one beer. But I want to remind you again—he's a mergers and acquisitions professor at USC. <laughs> and he's telling me a ghost story. It's I like, said, for example, Mick Romney telling a ghost story. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I said to him, do you have any evidence? He said, no. So I put one of my researchers on it because uh, one of my researchers is actually from that area to see if anyone else has had a similar experience and um, if there's any evidence of, of a woman appearing on the, uh, on the road. Because I want to have this guy on as a storyteller, but I, I can't do it unless I have the evidence. Yeah, it sounds like he acquired a new uh, new kind of angle on his belief system. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's and it's kept it all these years. Yeah. Well, those are the types of experiences that uh, I think really impress upon people that we are living in a reality that, you know, the, the age of reason in the last 500 years still has not properly, I think, uh, and fully defined. Although although we're working at it, uh, it's it's baby steps, three steps forward, two steps back, but. Uh, but I do think a lot more work has to be done. We do have to attract the powers of diagnostic science and academia to get involved without fear of ridicule, without fear of losing tenure or getting, you know, censored and that sort of thing. Uh, I think the the taboo on these subjects needs to be lifted. Well, how far back does um, the phrase "the Holy Ghost" go? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Holy Spirit now. Which reminds me of one of my favorite jokes. There's a little old Jewish man crossing the road, and vroom, a bus runs him over. And as he lays dying on the sidewalk, a Roman Catholic priest runs over to his side and takes his hand and says to him, Do you believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost? And the little old man looks up and says, What? I'm dying? And you ask me a riddle? You're supposed to laugh. <laughs> there you go. And they say I tell bad jokes. <laughs> that works. You I like see. Your, your accent, though. That was good. That was good. That was a real close approximation. Huh? See, I'm from Brooklyn. I know about them things. <laughs> That's close. That's close. Now, in terms of the reaction of people when a person says these days, you know, I watch that show, My Ghost Stories, or any of the other programs. Do you think people in general look at them and say, yeah, that's cool, I remember a ghost story. Do you think that people in general, which is the direction where scientists will eventually come, that people in general have come to accept that there is a paranormal universe out there and we need to understand more about it? You're seeing it in that direction. You know, maybe this is the time where I should illuminate who the audience of my ghost story is. Please do. Um, 61% women. Average age, 42 to 45. 
sometimes I imagine, especially when I'm watching the show, like who in America is watching it? And what I imagine is, as I imagine women in their 30s, 40s, and 50s watching it, and about a third of them have a significant other with them who's watching it just because they want to get laid. <laughs> we have Mark Phillips with Gene and Chris. You're in <laughs> the Paracast. <laughs> The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com radio, DreamHost.com radio. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP as slim as possible. you owe the IRS money you can't pay, then listen carefully, because you already know that the problem won't go away by itself. You can get help today from the leading tax expert in the country, Dan Pilla. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. The IRS isn't going to just forget about you. Right now, the IRS is hiring thousands of tax collectors to go after delinquent accounts just like yours. That's why you need to take action today, and I can help. I take a simple but proven approach to solving your tax debt problem. First, I stabilize collections so you don't have to worry about wage and bank levies. Next, I build a detailed plan to get your debt reduced to the fullest extent possible, sometimes even eliminated. Finally, I work with you every step of the way to get your problem solved once and for all. So call now for a free consultation. Call 1-800-346-6829. Dan Pilla will solve your tax problem guaranteed. He's helped thousands of people and he can help you too. Call us today at 800-346-6829. That's 800-34-NO-TAX. 
And now another CentOS game changer with sports broadcaster Aaron Andrews. I'm standing in the store of a major retailer in Boston with John, the regional manager. John, how do you have time to stay focused on your customers? Well, a detailed playbook and support from a team of pros like CentOS for fire protection. Now, CentOS is known for uniforms, but they're players in fire safety, too? They are. CentOS provides us with complete fire testing, inspection, and repair. Extinguishers, emergency lights, sprinklers, alarms. The safety rulebook for retail stores is pretty strict. How does CentOS compete? Well, I used to have to call a sprinkler guy, an alarm guy, basically a different guy for everything. But now with one call, CentOS ensures we meet all regulations. Sounds like bringing in CentOS for fire safety was a winning move. For more, let's go to the booth. Fire protection is one of many expert services CentOS can tackle for your business. Don't call multiple companies. Call 1-800-CINDAS6 or visit CentOS.com radio and tell them to bring in the team with the white truck. This is Jim Mosley, editor of Saucer Smear, and I'm here to say a good word or two about the Paracast, which I believe is the gold standard of paranormal radio. Listen to it if you can. With Mark Phillips, with Gene and Chris on the Paracast, and we know now... The secret, why men want to watch my ghost story, and it's not to learn about those things. Is it the kind of subject that women are naturally attracted to as opposed to men? Here's, a, here's another interesting observation for you. I was going to say fact, but it's probably more of an observation, though it's based on demographics and studies. Women are more apt to um, believe in the paranormal than men. Men are more apt to believe in the existence of UFOs and aliens than women. There is a natural skew between men and women on that subject matter. So therefore, if you are a production company or even the network, and the network says, we want to attract women, we'll go for the ghost stories, we want to attract men, it's going to be a UFO hunters. Correct. Is it because UFOs have the hardware aspect to them, the technology? Perhaps, yeah, yeah. Now that that that's I never thought about that. That's actually a, a a very good observation. Yes. Well, I also do a tech radio show, so I'm kind of caught up in both worlds. And Chris does a lot of technology in terms of the kind of work he does. So I guess we're the typical audience of a UFO show. Right. But if we want to get more female listeners on the Paracast, we got to stick with them ghosts. You got it. Mm. And, and reincarnated pets. That that's also a real good one with the girls. Oh yeah, that's um, that's uh, as I say, we've done a number of a number of uh, episodes on that. Is it the cultural conditioning that causes the demographics to skew that way? You know, I don't know. I think it's more about. Um, I think that women are more more um, open to things naturally spiritual than men are. I think that men are probably, you know, colder and and they only want to believe what they see in front of their eyes. So do you find then that most of the people that you have on as witnesses or narrators in my ghost story tend to be women? No, well, we uh we we try to we try to cast it in such a way that we always have uh both men and w- women storytellers. That's not to say we haven't had stories that where both storytellers are men and both storytellers are women. 
it's interesting because I find that most of the most of the ghost hunters that I've met are men. Though there are some interesting female ghost hunters, but most of them are men. In terms of demographics, with people who actually see ghosts, it's pretty much an even split? Yes. Okay. What about racial, cultural, anything else that might indicate who might have a tendency to see a ghost? No, I say that we're um, we're an equal opportunity uh, <laughs> experiencer. It's, it's interesting, the second at my company, um, I mentioned him before, he's actually one of the exec- executive producers of My Ghost Story, and I've worked with him for 20 years, and he's, he's uh, Israeli, and he told me that in Israel, there is no culture of the paranormal whatsoever. It, 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 it's interesting because my That's interesting. Back, I didn't realize that. Yeah, no. I, I, um, it, it's also interesting that that Michael's story is actually shown in um, in Israel. But his take on it was because I, cause I was saying to him, "Hey, you're from Israel. Why don't we try to do an Israeli version?" He says, "People over there don't believe in it." Yeah, they've got too many other pressing issues to have. I was going to gonna say, with. yeah, really, yeah. Their personal yeah, reality yeah. is so up front and center it's hard to think about spiritual things yeah well generally there is a there is a decrease in interest in these subjects uh during times of conflict war um civil uh strife uh, more pressing matters in people's lives tend to dampen down interest in the paranormal and it's only when we start coming out of those periods of conflict that that then we we coincidentally see waves of ufos begin to increase uh and and I think generally there's more of an interest in the unknown once things get a little less dicey in the world. And uh, that's just something that I've kind of noticed in, over the years uh, of my research. Big UFO waves tend to occur after we've been in conflict overseas, for instance. Uh, in our, our so now that we have the end of the Iraqi war, the winding down of the Afghanistan war, and maybe yeah. a slight hope, that will get things together with Iran. Maybe we'll have a big UFO flap. As a matter of fact, MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network, was reporting the same thing. That's an interesting thing to ask since you're just another guy there, Mark. Do you personally find an interest in UFOs? Um, yeah, I do. I actually tried to develop a show called My UFO Story, but I couldn't find much evidence. Now, there was a show that I did a few years ago called Lie Detector, it's a very cool show where um, we would take people uh, who who had a story to tell and people didn't believe them, and we'd slap them on a world-class polygraph test. For instance, we put Paula Jones on the polygraph oh, test. Oh, yeah. And, and ad, ab, absolutely proved that uh, Bill Clinton dropped his doors and asked her for oral sex. Um, and uh, one of the stories was of... a. Doctor, he's, a, he's actually a, um, a, a scientist who um, actually he, who claimed that he saw evidence that the um, Pentagon has covered up um, UFO uh, uh, several UFO sightings, and we put him on the polygraph on the claim that he has seen this evidence, and he passed. Then again, we had a, a woman from Canada who has a paranormal radio program up in Canada 
who came on the show and claimed that she was her car broke down when she lived in California on the Pacific Coast Highway, and uh, an alien ship landed beside her and helped her get her car going. And she had talked about this story for years and years and years, and we put her on the lie detector, and she flunked with it, flying colors. I'll tell you what, we had an episode last week in the Paracast, a guy named Robert Vandenbroek from the Netherlands, and I would have loved to have put that show on a voice stress analyzer and see what was going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but voice stress analyzers don't work. They don't, not They're, at all? No, no it's 50-50. Okay. But the lie detector is pretty reliable. A, a good polygraph with a real good polygraph operator, you can get 99.9%. But you got to have the right guy, and the, the, the questions need to be framed properly. It's, it's where art and science meet. It's an, an amazing thing. I love polygraphs. I'm actually trying to redo lie detector. I love that show. Is it possible for somebody who really knows the knack to beat the test? Can it be no. done? No. You used to be able to, I, how, how graphic can I get here? You used to be able to um, manipulate a polygraph to give you a false positive, therefore not a, not a, 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 a real decision, you know, yes or no, he's lying, by manipulating your sphincter muscle. <laughs> But you, but you can't, you can't do that anymore because um, they have a special pillow that you oh sit my. on, and it will detect if you're trying to do that. We have something to detect now, folks. I detected test. I have a hard time believing that one. <laughs> Mark Phillips, tell our listeners where they can find more of the things that you're doing. Well, one of the things I'd like to say one more time, if you don't mind, is if anybody out there has a story that they want to submit to us, they can reach us at this email address, myghoststory at mppt.tv. And that's M is in Mark, P is in Peter, P is in Peter, T is in Tom, dot, T is in Tom, V as in Victor. And um, I'll tell you what we'll do here with listeners. Once I get things set up, when they click on your name on our site, it will magically open an email where they can write to you if they want. Oh, Fair. wow. That's technology at technology its finest. We'll even block the spam if we can. We'll try to encrypt it. Chris O'Brien, Our Strange Planet, coming close to a conclusion, right? Yeah. Yeah, Ben and I are uh, working hard, and I want to thank him and Gareth uh, for all their hard work, and can't wait to get it up. Uh, we're, we're looking for a launch here any day. OurStrangePlanet.com. And to Mark Phillips, thank you so much for joining us this week on the Paracast. I appreciate it. It was fun talking to you guys. And stay in touch. If I can ever do anything for you, let me know. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast.